Hey, you're listening to Burst Your Bubble. I'm Josh, and I've got Kyler here with me. We are here to bring you the sharpest sports takes. Today is a very sad day for Josh and all of the Baltimore Ravens fans in the NFL. We break down all of the madness that has been college basketball through the month of March, and we give our final four predictions on the episode. Playoff basketball is so close, and the Western Conference especially is an absolute free-for-all. The MLB started, if anyone was paying attention, and we end our show with a totem pole of TV channels. Remember to stay plugged in on our social media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all of them at Burst Your Bubble on Twitter, it's at SportsBYBP. Just remember to continue to share the episode. We appreciate all the feedback. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell the people that you're talking to about sports on Mondays, you know, who you're breaking down, who you're doing brackets with. Go through all of that. Make sure you're sharing Burst Your Bubble. We appreciate all the support. Thanks for listening. But remember, no hard feelings because more than likely one of us will burst your bubble. Josh, buddy, how are you? Good to see you this morning, afternoon. It is great to see your smiling face, Kyler. I am fantastic. It's been a it's been a long week. We've been doing a lot of things, taking care of a lot of business, getting stuff done. Well, it's only Monday, so I mean, how much you got done today? Well, I mean, we haven't put out a it's been a week since we put out okay, an episode. Okay. Oh, yeah, I've, I've done plenty. And I mean, in the since we put out an episode, Kyler, I met a president. Oh man, a sitting. I, a, no, I was a former president. Okay, okay. Uh, so uh, I met a president, not the president. Um, we, uh, I helped with my day job. I got to help facilitate uh, the. Wrestling national championship. So I got to watch a lot of wrestling. And it was incredible because it is such a more did, technical sport than the WWE. Did you get to, did you uh, witness the Spencer Lee upset? I did. I absolutely did. It was nuts. You were there for that. I, I was. Yeah. Did you, see, did you see the mom break the glasses? I did not see the mom break. Oh. I've seen the video since, but I did not see her. Um, I, I was sitting, I mean, I was standing on the floor. So those people that were kind of sitting over where she was, like, it was hard for me to see. Um, but I had a very clear view of the mat, and it was incredible. It uh, probably incredible. my favorite my favorite takeaway from that entire thing, other than getting to meet a former president, a kid from Hayworth, Oklahoma, super cool, but um, would be how jacked these guys are for their weight classes. There was a guy wrestling at like 184, and Kyler looked like he was at least 230. Because he was. Josh, that's, that's, the, that's the beauty of weight cutting and wrestling. Those guys absolutely murder themselves. And it's just another one of those sports. I mean, all the way down from, you know, eight years old to to when you're, you know, at the level that you were watching and even to the Olympic level where people are just allowed to walk around naked days before absolutely killing their bodies, killing their organs, killing all their li- all of their organs just to try and cut, you know, six extra pounds so they can get an advantage at this weight class over wrestling, wrestling at their natural weight, which I'm not a big fan of. But Josh, back to that Spencer Lee guy. And here's a fun fact about him. So you know he had won three, uh, he had won three national championship championships in a row: freshman, sophomore, and junior year. Tears both his ACLs his junior year. Still goes out there and performs, wins a national championship, and then goes back to college. Of course, before he goes to the Olympics, goes back to college to try and get his fourth. But on no way, he doesn't have ACLs anymore. Oh my God. So it was pretty impressive that, I mean, he, he, uh, you know, attempted that feat at least, but he couldn't get it done. He would have been, I think one of the, one of three, he might've even been the only person that ever went for national championships. 
Well, that is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I mean, but Keller, I tell you, it, the another cool thing was after each one of these wrestling matches, uh, once the kid got done after they won, they all came, they all walk out the same way, and they all came over and shook, you know, shook hands with the former president and got to see it. And I watched, I read a couple of interviews where the kids were like, "It's awesome that anyone in a high level wants to highlight wrestling because you know it's a sport that needs." Uh, needs a lot of publicity and it needs a lot of help. So it was cool to see those kids, you know, really caring about their sport and that families. The whole wrestling community is like a big family. Josh, you know, I'm the most anti-political person in the world. Um, so, and this is, this is a question in general. It relates to a, a bunch of different things. Uh, if you're no longer the sitting president, are you f- the former president or are you yeah. just the president? Former president. Uh, I mean, Whenever you get announced, you're probably going to get referred to as President, whatever your name is, President Keller Donaldson, whether you were or currently are. I mean, if you're the president, they will say the sitting president of the United States, Keller Donaldson. But if it is a former president, they would say either former president or just president. Okay. Because with Olympians, you know, you're always an Olympian. Yeah. You're always going to be the Uh, Olympian, you know, Daniel Cormier. But he's also only. I think the only separation is the word the. So if you're the sitting, you would be the president. And if you're a former, you'd just be president. Right. And then also in UFC, they refer to him as former, you know, double champion Daniel Cormier. Yeah. So I guess if someone holds that current title, I guess you're no longer can hold that current title. Anyways, that, that's my, uh, Josh, did we ever talk about um, Walmart on this show? My, my, my habit with the Walmart app. No, I don't, I don't think we've talked about Walmart very many times on this app. Or on this podcast, because you roast me pretty hard about it. Because, but Josh, if I if I if I'm in Walmart, okay, I have my headphones in, of course. I don't go anywhere without my my Beats Pro. Shout out Beats Pro. If Beats wants to sponsor this podcast. Send me a couple pairs. That'd be great. Um, I I find everything I'm looking for on the Walmart app, and if I can't find it on the Walmart app, I leave the store. Um, I would rather not find what I'm looking for. I would rather actually die than ask one of those associates. Um, for some help in Walmart, and, and you you have a different. Do you have a different take on that? I I just so so I think that whenever you and I talked about it, not on podcast, you said that you used it for everything. Yeah, and Keller, I know I know where the stuff is that I'm going to look for. I, I mean, if if I'm having trouble finding, like if I'm looking for a specialty item and I don't know where it is, I'll use the app. But if I'm going in for my normal Sunday Walmart trip. I know exactly where I'm going. I have no use for the Walmart app. That's just kind of crazy. I mean, uh, Josh, I, I go in for the same, I, just like you, yeah, I go in for the same things every time, but I will never remember what aisle they're on. I need to know exactly what aisle they're on. I need to know, okay, it's on L29. I'm on A, A14. How do I get to L29? It shows me a virtual map. I mean, it just, it's the perfect you use app. a map. Josh, and if it would give me step-by-step directions, <laughs> I would I would use that. If it would tell me turn left in three steps, Josh, I would use you that. Need, you need GPS inside of Walmart. I mean, Josh, we're I mean we might be sitting on a million dollar idea. I, I'm I'm shocked Walmart doesn't come out with this yet. But I mean, it, it's it's definitely something that needs to be taken advantage of because I see a lot of people in Walmart do the same thing. So I, I think that your bigger point is you don't want to talk to staff. Uh, Josh, again, I would rather die than talk to any of those associates in there. <laughs> oh, see, I don't have a problem with that. I, Becca would be the same way as you, but I do not mind at all to go ask someone, hey, where is, I, I don't know what I would look for. Josh, do you know what the fuck they're going to do? 
They're going to take out their phone. They're going to search it. And they're going to say, oh, it's on aisle L17. I'm going to be like, well, I could have done that. Except well, Tyler, unless you're here, in broken by Walmart because you don't have any service. Here's an issue that sometimes I have, not all the time, but, you know, I think everyone listening to this um, that know that knows me knows I kind of have this problem. There's a good chance that whenever I make it to Walmart, my phone's about to die. Oh. Yeah. Keller, you know, I ride the line of 10% fairly often. If my phone's above, Keller, right now, it is noon. <laughs> my phone, <laughs> can you take a guess at what my battery percentage is? 17. It's 30. Okay. <laughs> Got a good charge last night. 30% after, you know, I've been up since six today i didn't wake up at 4 30 today i'm because I, I was showing on my house we'll go to the gym afterward but yeah no it's six hours and my phone is at 30 percent. got a good charge last night i like it i like it yeah but i'm all, always going to use the app uh josh we have one more thing to talk about i forget what it was i like that bendigo bendigo's hoodie though sure like Thanks, it a yeah, lot i got it a uh well they have it on the sleeve too it says uh something on the side but yeah it's pretty sweet shout out chad Sargent. if you want a uh, little sponsorship on the podcast hit us up um anyways josh what else we got to talk about today oh Kyler, there's a whole lot um first of all i just want to let everyone know that if you're interested in finding the podcast we're also on your alexa devices and i'll give <laughs> alexa a little shout out right here alexa can you tell me some lamar jackson news <laughs> Jackson announced via his personal Twitter account Monday <laughs> that he requested a trade from the Ravens on March 2nd. Coach John Harbaugh hey, Alexa. said he loved. Shut up. <laughs> so that's not, you know, that's not what you want to hear on a Monday morning. Collar. <laughs> you, notice, you notice I'm not wearing my Lamar Jackson jersey. <laughs> Josh, he announced a trade 25 days ago. 25 days. I've had adamant and um, almost <laughs> argumentative conversations with many of my friends that Lamar Jackson would, in fact, be the starting quarterback Wait. for the Baltimore Ravens week one. And John Harbaugh shares the same sentiment that I do. He, he's either playing the whole bait and switch or he is an, an eternal optimist. I mean, Josh, John Harbaugh is playing the exact same tune as you are right now. Josh, he is talking live right now saying, uh, I hadn't seen the tweets yet, but, you know, I'm pretty sure we got seven back there starting for us week one. <laughs> yeah, eight. He's number eight. Hey, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who's yeah. number seven? Uh, thinking of? Probably Tyler Huntley. Probably the backup. That's, that's very true. And that's probably what he is saying. We got seven. Don't worry about it. So my question to you, Kyler, if for some God forsaken reason, we decide to trade Lamar Jackson. What team makes sense and or what quarterback could we be looking at? I love him at the Indianapolis Colts. I don't see the Ravens making that kind of trade without either that top draft pick yeah. or the rookie quarterback that they're about to take. It's it's gonna it's going to take three first rounders. I don't. But here's the deal, Kyler. Why would it take three first rounders when these teams could sign him to the contract they want? And if Baltimore doesn't match it, all they are all, all they're do is two first round picks. You're right about that. 
So, uh, and you're, you're more versed in this than I am. So what is the most likely, okay, so let's, let's play pretend land here, Josh, and that, <laughs> that Lamar Jackson is not coming back to the Ravens. I instantly started sweating. <laughs> so what what would it take for a team like the Colts? Um, I, I'm blanking on on other teams right now that, that would potentially want to go get him. What would it take for them to go get him? And what, what would be the, the complete outcome? Well, with this franchise tag that's that's on him, and if the if the Ravens don't match it, it's two first that the team would have to give. Um it makes this a lot more difficult. I don't know the timeline on teams to be able to match that franchise tag, but as long as that is out there, then two first is probably going to, I mean, I don't know how you get more than that. Even though he's worth more than that, I don't know how a team would get more when all you have to do is pay him a certain amount of money and let Baltimore see if they want to match it. Here's the, here's the thing I think scares teams. The Baltimore Ravens could be telling people, look, if you put in an offer, we're going to match it because we love Lamar, but we want to see how much he's getting paid or like how much he's worth to the market. But then you've got teams that would just screw the Ravens cap and let them do it. So I think like teams like the Steelers, Washington. if I'm them, I'm absolutely offering as much as I can to Lamar and uh-huh. making the Ravens either match it or not. You know, I, if I'm a team that just, just, just from a rivalry aspect, not that the Steelers need a quarterback, they obviously have Pickett needed very well, but if the Ravens are going to lose him, because if you get Lamar, you could always trade him someone else. I don't know what the package is going to look like, but as long as that free agent thing is out there with those two first, it's going to be very hard for the Ravens to be able to receive more than that compensation. All right. So let's stop using the word ifs. <laughs> so let's talk about team. Give me your three top teams where Lamar is going to land. <clears throat> So I'm at a little um, bit of a loss. I mean, obviously we we got the Colts. Um, Washington, maybe he um, sells the team to Bezos. Bezos, you know, he's going to give him the bag. Um, Lamar is originally from Miami. Yes, I think Miami is a suitable partner. Tampa. With the Ravens getting um, Tua in the deal, Tampa Ooh. is a suitor. San Francisco is a suitor. I just saw some news about Brock Purdy. Purdy. Brock Purdy is the leader in the clubhouse to be their starter. From Ian Rappaport eight minutes ago. And if the Ravens wanted another mobile quarterback, they bring in Trey Lance. Hope he can stay healthy. I don't hate that. I mean, I'm trying to think of some teams that that make sense. I wasn't mean, I there, don't think. Wasn't there something about Lamar wanting to something about him in the West Coast West Coast offense? Probably. I mean, how Green Bay would make sense at this point if they're gonna. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, giving Aaron, sending Aaron Rodgers to Baltimore, or sending Jordan Love and two first round picks. Yeah. Exactly. And then, I mean, pretty much letting getting what you can from the Jets for for Rodgers. Yeah, this is a sad day to be a, to be a Ravens fan. It's not sad yet. It's not sad yet. We, <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay, Harbaugh. 
we knew we knew that these things were oncoming. We knew that these talks were not going well, not progressing favorably. But that does not mean that it's over. That that means that we've got some work to do with uh, with their uh, Augusta and uh, and Lamar. He requested um, twenty five days ago, <laughs> and that shows how good of an organization this is for it not to leak. Until now, and it didn't even <laughs> leak. Lamar just put it out. And um, it's partly because he's, he, he's his own agent. Hey, uh, Keller, I'm going to answer this on speakerphone real quick because this is a very uh, avid listener of ours. And I know that he's probably going to call me about a podcast episode. Let him oh, know he's Schroeder. live. Let him know he's live. Uh, just so you know, you are live on the Burster Bubble podcast. All right, well, we we're just discussing the uh, the news about Lamar Jackson requesting a trade. Can't hear him. There you go. All right, I'll call you back. Not good news for Mark Andrews and the Dynasty team. Oh, yeah, I forgot about all the Dynasty owners out there. So, yeah, Kyler, it's, it's not over for Lamar Jackson, is what I'll say in the Ravens. Okay. I think there's still hope. All right. Well, I mean, that's that on the Lamar Jackson news. There's still hope inside the Ravens organization, according to number one super fan Josh Owen. Um, anything else in the NFL before we move on from the NFL? Uh, not a whole. I mean, Dan uh, I Snyder. Say, we we talked about Baker Mayfield going to Tampa Bay, but there's been a lot of reports out of Tampa Bay in the last couple of weeks. And you know, I never, you know, it's coach speak, so you never know what's true, what's not. But they said that this was. Um, a lot of the coaches are saying that this is the closest ever that they've seen to an actual quarterback battle for starting quarterback that they've been a part of with mm. Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. That's I also that's, thought Baker Mayfield's comments were kind of weird because he was like, look, they asked him about, you know, basically he's, you know, seceding Tom Brady and what that means. And he was like, well, you know, I'm no Tom Brady and like, which is obvious, you know, like, for sure but he was like tom brady's out here winning all kinds of championships i'm just gonna be me and i'm like well that makes it sound like you're not gonna win <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no cha- i can promise you there's no championships coming <laughs> yeah tom brady's a championship winner i'm baker mayfield i'm here to play so I'm, i thought that was <laughs> i've got a commercial shoot to go do i don't know championships i'm not american express is calling me i've got a i've got some things to do after this meeting are we about done here which one of the funniest things with Baker Mayfield is that you have not seen any of those progressive protect your home commercials since he was traded from mm. Cleveland. Not at all. Not at all. Oh. Whoa, my camera's crazy right now. Yeah, it is. Um, kind of. Is all your wires oh. plugged in correctly? There we go. Oh, there I am. Yeah, that was crazy. All the people on uh, Spotify get to see a little. little all right, so uh, Dan- I'm done. It was Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder. So um, we're continuing to wait it, wait it out, wait it out, wait it out. So of course, you know, he's uh, right now he's the least cash uh, rich. He's the most cash poor. However you want to phrase that owner in the NFL. Um, that will not be the case here. In, I mean, any day now, once he sells his franchise for what, four, $6 billion. Uh, yeah. So does that happen before training camp? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Does it happen before the draft? No. Okay. 
No, the draft is in a month. Less than a month, right? One month from today. Oof, I don't know. That is a little. I thought it was less than a month. I, I could see it, but I don't think so. All right. Um. Anything else in the NFL? No, I think that I'm good for now. I think we covered a lot of the NFL news in the last episode. Um, Lamar Jackson is such a big domino because we talked about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, deciding that that's where he wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I'm good. And the Jets that's picked not up official. The Jets. Uh, what is official is they signed McCole Hardman. Yeah. Oh, and the Ravens signed Nelson Aguilar. So a couple of uh, you know, very relevant wide receivers in the uh, free agent market. Yeah. <laughs> sure Lamar is thrilled about that um Josh I, and you mentioned so we're of course we're having this contest to see who's going to uh win you know the free you know the 15 minutes on the show whoever did the best in the bracket challenge and you said one of our uh one of our lucky listeners wanted to um possibly make their 15 minute segment about the women's bracket and have us break it down for a 15 minute segment. Josh, I don't think they they or you or even frankly myself were this prepared or were this this inept or this uh knowledgeable about the women's game. Josh, I could I could rip off 15 minutes right now if I wanted to. Well, Kyler, you know, we'll see if that if that happens. If that listener, you know, in fact does make it out of the bracket and I'll give an update on that when we're talking March Madness here in a minute. But uh, basically, all I would do is repeat the name Caitlin Clark about 120 times. Caitlin Clark. I mean, how good is she, dude? The first 40-point triple-double in NCAA history. Just Skyler, I'm going I'm to I'm be real honest, Kyler. Can, I, I, I just need to ask, can we, can we hold it off in case that person does make it out of the challenge? Because <laughs> there's only so much that I can talk about. And I just need to make sure that I have uh, prepared myself for all of those outcomes. Okay. I'm just, I'll go real quick then, just a quick, quick recap. Of what? Uh, just uh, just of, of who's going to be in the final four. Okay, that's good. So LSU, LSU, they, they look really – they're a really swaggy team. Their coach is always dressed in real, real uh, – flamboyant outfits that I really love to look at uh, South Carolina's coach, um, a beautiful person to look at in general. Um, they're playing Maryland tonight. South, pretty sure South Carolina's 35 and 0. Um, they will meet Iowa in the final four. Uh, then LSU will meet the winner of Virginia tech, Ohio state, which I have no idea about either, either of those teams. So uh, I'm going to, yes, that, that, that's all I'm going to say for now. So I'm just, I'm very, very, very interested in watching Iowa versus South Carolina on March 31st. I imagine that'll be at about 7, 8 p.m. Okay, looking forward to all of that. Um, Kyler, did you know that the MLB nope. is underway? I, does it start today or tomorrow? Uh, I think it starts today. All right. The Red Sox and the Braves are currently battling it out. Well, I know they're this regular season. No, it's still spring training. Oh, well, the Astros had their spring training finale, Kyler. And did you see that game? I did not. I don't remember who they played. Thursday I mean, thir- Thursday is opening day. Um, it was who did they play? 
Sorry, I'm looking this up. Uh, the Astros played the Cardinals and okay. Kyler. The final score, the end of spring training, 24 to 1. How many times have you seen baseball scores in the 20s in the MLB? Um, so I'm again, Josh, we were going to go back to throwback times when I was a Rangers fan. Uh, quite a, I mean, a decent amount of times in the early, early 10s. I remember the Rangers and the Orioles played a game where it was like 27 to 24, something like that. Well, Kyler, if you're scoring 20 points in the MLB, that is crazy. It is crazy. So is it, the MLB, Josh, it's going to be very interesting to see this year how the how fans and viewers react to the pitch clock. It's going it, to it, – I can already see the drama on both sides starting to bubble over. Well, I know – yeah, the, I mean, the, that's going to screw so many people. The batters are mad. Oh, the batters are pissed. I'm not sure the pitchers are too happy either, to be honest. Well, I think the good pitchers are having fun with it. They are, but I mean, some pitchers like to take their time, like to really get inside the hitter's head. I, I, I don't like it at all. Like we talked about last episode, I don't like it at all. I, keep baseball like baseball, how, how it's supposed to be. Kyler, did we just become a baseball podcast? Is that the most baseball we've talked in a couple I mean, of seasons? I mean, since we had David Sampson on, for sure. <laughs> great, great stuff. Uh, MLB just going crazy over there. Uh, Kelly, do you want to give us a brief recap on uh, some of the UFC fights that I missed sure. and you watched? Yeah, I mean, I'm just a, the, the only one that people care about. Uh, Corey Sanhagen versus Cheeto Vera. I mean, this was pretty much the number one contenders, number one contenders match. And uh, Corey Sanhagen, just another absolute masterclass. And here's the thing, Josh. Corey Sanhagen, he's done this twice now in his career. He looks like Shaggy off Scooby-Doo. There's a meme going around where he's walking around in casual clothes. I'll send it to you. Um, and he's got Scooby behind him. And it literally looks like a, a screen cap from Scooby-Doo. Uh, so he's got on the mic twice. And a- after a big win, and both times put over another guy in his division saying, this guy deserves a title shot. This guy, I want to fight this guy instead of getting a title shot. It's now become termed a Sanhagening where you win a fight, you get on the microphone, and call for someone else to get a title shot. It's it's utterly ridiculous what he's doing. Like it's it's like Josh, it's like he hates money and he hates the title. It, I mean, those are that's really the only two explanations I could find. And it's I don't know. It, it's very surprising what Corey Sanhagen keeps doing, keeps taking out these elite, elite fighters, and again, just won't. Don't call for himself a title shot. Go ahead and check out that picture I just sent you. And I'm waiting it, for it to come through. It is delivered. Oh, there it is. <laughs> that's hilarious. And that's one of the baddest dudes in the world. Beat Cheeto Vera four rounds to one. People could argue it was a clean sweep. I mean, it was it was Slender a fantastic Man. showing. It's like Slender Man. But then, uh, no wonder he's destroying people. Uh, we do have a big pay per view coming up. Uh, and then, of course, Josh, this Saturday, I mean, April 1st, Hard Rock Casino in Tulsa, Jeremiah Dreamland Milton putting his undefeated record on the line, looking to go nine and oh, looking to get a seventh knockout of his career. Josh, you see, he was interviewed by the Schmo. I saw it. I saw it. That's big time. That's big time. And to get an interview by the schmo was no easy, easy task. As you could tell by his interviewing skills, pretty, some pretty weird questions, but what a huge, I'm, I couldn't be more pumped 
for that. And then next weekend, Josh, of course, or the weekend after that, April 8th, Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira, two in Miami. Kyler, very excited for Jeremiah. It's going to be a big fight for him. Love, love, love that two-weekend card fight. That will be fantastic. And then, Kyler, the one thing that I want to ask you about is the Tyson Fury uh, Usyk negotiations look like they have completely fallen through and the deal might not happen for them to fight in April. I mean, Josh, you just described boxing as perfectly as anyone ever could. I mean, this is the reason people are, are, are flocking to the UFC from boxing. This is why people, except the old heads, are, are getting more and more upset with boxing. It's because, the, the I mean, Josh, it's the unification fight for the heavy the world heavyweight title for every, every the lineal title. I mean, this is it. this is a fight that the world wants to see that would sell five million pay per views worldwide, and they the and it gets it gets called off because they can't agree on a rematch clause. I mean, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, let's get the fight where let's get the fight where the people want to see. This is what happened with Tank with Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia for so long, and we're finally getting it. Hopefully in April. I mean, we know boxing, Josh. You're talking about it now. I mean, and then you got Fury calling Usyk a coward. You got. Then the details come out that they can't agree on a rematch clause where, you know, if Usyk were to beat Fury, uh, Usyk doesn't want a rematch, but if Fury beats, it's a whole ordeal. Both sides are to blame. I don't care who's, who, I think both management sides are to blame, and it's an absolute travesty that we're not getting this fight. Uh, the heavyweight division hadn't had an undisputed champion since Lennon Lewis in 1999-2000. And Josh, here's the thing. They, Usyk agreed to a 70-30 split. Wow. And Tyson Fury couldn't couldn't agree on the rematch clause. I mean, it's just it's it's that's boxing for you, Josh. I mean, it is the most political, corrupt business in the world. That's why you see there's a WBC, there's an IBF, there's a WBO, there's Top Rank, there's DAZN, there's Showtime, there's HBO. That's because none of these guys can work together. They're all scumbags who want their own money. That's why there's the UFC. I mean, of course, there's Bellator and there's, there's these other leagues. But if you're the best of the best, you're in the UFC. If you're the best of the best in boxing, you could be in seven different promotions. I'm, I'm tired. I get fired about boxing, Josh. I, it drives me up a fucking wall. Uh, well, let's just go ahead and state one thing. We love the top rank organization and all of our partnerships over there you know no what scumbags over at top rank you know what actually top rank they denied our request josh for backstage pat for for media passes for fight day so you know what oh fuck top what? rank for what uh well no i shouldn't say that. we love top rank they did give us they did give us passes for for the media day and for weigh-ins uh oh. but but <laughs> but they did say space is very very limited for fight night um they, they could get us some tickets at a, at a cheaper price but um, unfortunately, we will not be there uh, at press row table, at least, for the fight night. But uh, I still plan on going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's find out about those cheaper tickets. We still love top rank. Glad that Jeremiah Milton is a part of the organization, so we'll continue to um, work with them on those fight passes, I think, every time. Oh, definitely, yeah. The next one we're for sure going to apply to and going to be pretty pissed if we don't get a get a media pass. Looking at you, Miss Neff. <laughs> All right, that is all that I have. I'm sure she's a listener. (laughs) That's everything I have on fighting. Uh, So let's talk quickly, Josh. Should we do an ad before we dive into basketball? What are we doing? Yeah, let's let's do it. So, guys, thanks so much for listening. 
Go check us out on all of our social media pages on Twitter. The podcast is at Sports BYBP. I'm at jkeatno 22 Kyler's at Kyler012. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, at Burster Bubble. Go check us out on all those platforms. Kyler is doing a great job of staying current with social media. He posts all the time, way more than I do. Um, we've got some good things going on TikTok. Uh, a lot of great things coming out from the content side. Go follow our family over at Unwrap Sports. They do a ton of live streams, ton of shows over there that are happening all the time. Uh, Gen Z Sports, the, they do a great UFC promo every oh, yeah. week. A lot of good things happening over there. College basketball, um, something with madness. They have a great, great podcast over there. Go follow our friends over at Unwrap Sports. And then if you want to win your fancy football league, Skylar, I tell you, me and Shane co- co-own a league together, and uh, it's called the Orphan Donors League. And we have made some incredible moves this past couple of weeks, mainly to Shane's incredible prowess. So uh, go follow our fantasy football expert, Shane, at Sports BYB. No, at Fantasy BYB. Go follow Shane for all of your tip tricks and ways to win your fantasy football league. Uh, and then I give a shout out to our sponsors. Obviously, first, let's go to Bigfoot Axe Throwing. Throwing axes in the middle of paradise in Hochitown, Oklahoma. A great, great thing that they do over there. I'm pretty sure you can still use our promo code BYB2021. Uh, 2021, yep. BYB2021. That'll get you 25% off each person in your group. So it's $18 a person for 30 minutes, $23 for an hour for each person. So that really, really adds up if you got a group of five or six people. BYB2021, use that promo code. Really helps us out and help you out. Yeah, so go, go, go check them out when you're taking that vacation to the middle of paradise. And then our newest uh sponsor partner that you would like to call it would be hocha time kyler when you were out living on hocha time kyler's got the sign we've got beer now i mean we're getting all the stuff from hocha time they made their they partnered with uh prairie artisanal prairie and uh, they have their own blonde ale living on hocha time one of the coolest cans that you'll find uh Josh, whenever should, should i crack it should, should we get a good a good crack for the for the pot for the ASMR Kyle, listeners. Let's let every let's let, let's let everyone see what it sounds like when you're living on Hoach Time. All right, here we go. That was a good one. You barely heard it, but it was great. Uh Keller, how's it taste? Man, that tastes good. Josh, I'm not a beer drinker. That yeah. tastes good. Uh, it's a good, I mean, Keller. That's what it is. When you're living on Hocha Time, there's nothing better than just a crisp blonde ale in a nice looking can. That's a can you don't even need a koozie for on the golf course. Absolutely not. Josh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get a, a few of these put up here in, on my shelf. I mean, these look fantastic. Look how good that looks. Yeah. So Kyler, speaking of that, let's go right into the segment living on Hocha Time. Whenever I'm living on Hocha Time, Kyler, lately, I've been at the golf course. I can get to the driving range. I can go play a quick nine or a a good 18 it's that time of year the weather's starting to warm up a little bit the sun is out it is it is sunny it is golfing season is coming right around the corner i've signed up to take lessons from a golf pro in tulsa whenever i move there so Kyler, i'm i'm ready to go it's golfing season the driving range right now is is where i'm at living on hoach time i imagine it's pretty packed right now huh uh, it is. It's also apparently golf practice season for the for the high school golfers, so it, they take up a lot of space. Definitely do, Josh. And how I'm living on Hocha time? I mean, I feel like I'm living in Hocha time at this point. As as busy as we've been over the past few weeks, uh, this past month, really. Uh, and I told you today, you know, you asked if I could record today, and it's like, well, I could either, <laughs> I could leave work today, 
or I'm off on Thursday, but the rest of the week I'm I'm in Hocha Town, living on Hocha Time. So uh, living on Hocha Time, Josh. This this goes back to uh, let's see what day was it? It would have been it would have been Thursday night, Josh. I watched Michigan State and Kansas State go to overtime. The Josh, and here's a fun fact for you: it's the only overtime game we've had of the tournament so far, which is wild. Wild. That's so a wild barn burners. I mean, just absolutely fantastic games. Watch Mark Marquise Noel. I mean, Josh, that's a bet. That's one of the better performances I've ever seen from a player in a basketball game ever. Uh, breaking the assist record. Josh, he had 20 assists, not 20 points, 19 assists, five steals. He completely dominated that game. He's five foot eight. He and he had the game winning steal. I mean, Josh, absolutely. And the game winning assist. Against against Michigan State of all teams. I mean, you know how it goes. January, February, Izzo is how it usually goes. But that's not not to be this year, says Marcus Noel. Then, of course, uh, Josh, that, that's how I was living in Hocha Time. I was sitting up there at, at, at Bigfoot Axe Towing. You know, we've got the Hocha Time beers on tap. We've, we've got them. We're not on tap. We've got them in the fridge. So if you want to enjoy one, come out to Bigfoot Axe Towing. Enjoy a, enjoy a Prairie Ale, Blonde Ale from sponsored by yours truly living on hoja time so come check us out at bigfoot act so i'm gonna enjoy a living on hoja time beer all right color let's get to it do we want to get to nba first uh let's let's continue with march madness just for a bit because we won't have much on that because i'm sure i've got i got spicy takes on on some nba teams that probably get some deep conversation i've been working out a little bit keto oh yeah i see it yeah i've been uh I did not run yesterday. It's the first time I missed one of my long runs in about eight weeks. But uh, I, the furthest I've ran is 10 miles, and I will get ready to do more this week. See, Josh, I've been talking to a guy. Uh, he's not – I mean, he's a trainer, but he's not training me, of course. I'm not I'm not going to a trainer. But he's telling me that um, don't do anything that you don't enjoy when you're working yeah. out. I like I hate running, dude. I hate it. It hurts my knees. Yeah, I, I get bored. I, 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 I just like. I, no, I, turn on a I, turn on a podcast. Turn on. I got a great podcast called Burst Your Bubble. You put that in your ears. You do a slow, steady run for. You know. I just end up laughing too much, Josh. We're just we're just too <laughs> funny. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but I, but he but high high explode. You know, high high weight. High explosive reps, workouts. That's really what I'm into. So I'm trying to get trying to get in a little bit better shape, Josh. I've been I've been over the past year. I've probably put on a good a solid 20 pounds of a very unhealthy weight. So I need to turn that into something a little bit more healthy. But uh, so let's 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 hop into some college basketball. Let's start with the Sweet 16. Well, hang on, hang on. Before well, okay. so just an overarching thing of the tournament. Just let's. I want to go through some some highlights real quick. And that's good beer. Some some big top line information that everyone needs to know as we break these games down. So there will be some spoilers involved. But Kyler, how many number one seeds will be playing in the final four? There are four one seeds starting the tournament. How many are in the final four? Zero. All no all four number one seeds lost. That is big league, Kyler. Are there any two seeds? Uh, maybe not. Texas. No, Texas is not. Oh, yeah, they lost. Texas got beat by Miami. Jeez. 
Calor. It's absolutely, it's been, I mean, it has been madness. We've got a, a three seed, a four, let me see, a four and five, and a five and nine. The, the nine seed, but that nine seed, Josh, we talked about on the phone. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about him. All right, let's let's start with it. Starting off, I mean, this this might have been the game of the game of the tournament so far. I mean, besides the game we just talked about with Michigan State and Kansas State, Gonzaga, UCLA. What a barn burner that was. And then Gonzaga to run the play at the end. They ran the Villanova play, which is just, you know, have the point guard dribble on the court. You know, just a simple turnaround, scoop pass to the trailing trailing player. He shot four feet behind the line. Bottoms. He still still gave UCLA a chance. But, Josh, the real story from that game was Drew Timmy. I mean, <laughs> Drew Timmy looked like the best. He looked like the number the one one in the draft in in, in in June. He looked unstoppable. And this but it seems like every single year there's a guy in the in the tournament that looks absolutely unstoppable who you just know, okay, if they get into the league, he can't defend any position. Uh, you know, and Timmy was the guy, you know, that that huge play at the end for them to run where, you know, everyone argue the fake arguing with the coach. And then the coach is like, Oh, we didn't try that up. That was just organic. And I'm like, come on, take credit. That was a fantastic play. No one thought that that guy was going to be shooting the ball. No one thought he was going to be shooting. I mean, he was 28, 30 feet. Oh, easily sunk it. Kyler. What a great, great draw drawn up play. Easily, easily. And then, uh, you uh, sad see uh, UCLA is the team I was rooting for, so I, I was hoping that they, they would advance. I mean, Hamiakas Jr. I mean, I think I think if they're uh, I forget their player's name, they got hurt the Torres Achilles. I believe if he wouldn't the Torres Achilles, UCLA would be probably the favorites to win the national championship right now. But I would say the favorites to win the national championship right now are the team we're going to talk about next: Arkansas and UConn. I mean, Josh, uh, UConn plays, UConn drubs the team. That's been the story of the tournament so far. UConn absolutely dominant, 65-88 win over Arkansas. I mean, the must-bust wasn't enough. I mean, from the beginning, it was over. Yeah, and I mean, it, I mean, they, they didn't really have a chance, Kyler. No. And then, uh, Josh, FAU. FAU, they've been – people keep calling them the Cinderella tournament. They were goddamn 34-3. and three. In the regular season, and uh, are they the Mountain West? Uh, they're in the East. They're in the Big East. Well, I mean, they're in the. East well, I understand the they're in the East, but you know how conferencing works. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's uh, Conference I mean, USA, Conference USA. So in the Conference USA, so not obviously not not. I don't think they're Power Six. I think they'd be Power Power Eight Conference. Beats Tennessee. I mean, they're they're ranked two. They should be a seven, a six seed at at highest. But drub, drub Tennessee. So let's move on to Friday. San Diego State, Josh. This is another another team that has just been the story of the tournament. Of course, under this is the team that's in the Mountain West, right? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, the Mountain West. If you remember, Josh, last year the Mountain West they had five teams in the tournament. How quickly do you think they were knocked? How quickly do you think all five teams were knocked out of the tournament last year? Round of 68. 10 hours. Yeah. It took them t- all of 10 hours for five teams to get knocked out of the out of the uh out of the tournament. This year, San Diego State avenging them knocks off Alabama and Josh. Here's where here's I mean, 
we're not going to get you know in the too deep into the in any details or anything but brandon miller i mean just uh, had an abysmal tournament well kyler i mean you know the first game obviously the injury played a big part the second game he played pretty well actually i mean that wasn't it was a bad game. But, Kyler, San Diego State is one of the best defenses in the entire country. And everyone thought, oh, well, they're in the Mountain West. So like, it's that's where their defense is good. No, this defense has been a legit defense all year long, and it showed that night. I mean, they were in a complete defense. Absolutely. I mean, and what was Brandon Miller, three for 19 that night? It was rough. I mean, but they were throwing extra bodies. I mean, they were doing what they needed to to, to keep everyone off their game. It was a perfect game plan, especially for what Alabama wanted to do in that game. Uh, moving I on. I will say one other thing about FAU, Kyler. They kind of like, you know, outside of beating, you know, Memphis. And, I mean, that was, a, that was a weird win too, huh? It it was. But like, you know, they didn't really have that strong of a uh, of a, a schedule, you know, to really get to Kansas well, State. Conference USA. Uh, you know, well, I'm talking about in this tournament, you know, beating yeah. Memphis in a good game, a really close game for them. Then playing the 16th seed after they upset Purdue, FDU. That's, what, they that's what they're saying. Purdue had the cakewalk to the finals. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, they did. I mean, that's I mean, that's what I'm looking here at FAU. I'm like, man, they beat that one game, and they beat a, a 16 seed, a 4 seed, and a 3 seed. That's it. It's pretty good. That's it. And then, uh, Josh, let's move on. Another one seed goes down. Two one seeds go down in a row. Miami, Josh, Miami. I mean, the women are the women are playing well. The men are playing even better. So uh, let me say that as a sexist term, but they are. Uh, Miami playing great. Knocks off Houston, of course. Houston, uh, Sasser, I think is his last name. Uh, the guy who was hurt for Houston. You know, you hate to see injuries around this time, but hey, uh, basketball, it's March. That's what happens. Uh, Miami moves on to the Elite Eight. Uh, and then Texas, uh, Texas, Josh, they looked really good against Xavier. And then of course, Creighton knocking off the 15 seed Princeton who Princeton, I mean, they made it, they made a very special run to the sweet 16 as a 15 seed. But I mean, Josh, that guy for, uh, for, for Creighton, the seven foot Russian guy. Oh yeah. I mean, he's going to have a long NFL or a long NBA career. That guy has yeah. great footwork. Yeah. He is super like he uses every bit of seven foot too. Uh, he that's what that's what Josh great great use of words there. I fucking hate it when a when you have a six foot ten seven foot two guy who just doesn't know how to use his height, who doesn't know how to use a big body, who's just down there kind of slumping his shoulders, making himself look shorter. Trying like, bro, if you don't fucking stand up straight and put your arms up straight, like no one can just like, what are we doing? It, and this could be you know the the me just venting because. Of, of you know my my stature, but Josh, that drive nothing drives me crazier. Sorry for that slight pause. Uh, Josh did something incredibly racist, so we had to cut it out of the podcast. But here we are talking about the final four. That's a joke, by the way, for all you future politicians out there trying to gaslight Josh. But let's get Josh. Let's get to the upset. Uh, we shouldn't even call it an upset because of how well UConn has been playing and how much of a fraud I think Gonzaga is. UConn again, they they roll. They roll right past. Gonzaga, Gonzaga looked like they were going to keep it close in the first half. I mean, the second half got absolutely obliterated. I mean, they got to be at 21 points in the second half. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people going into this had UConn pick to win the national championship. And I did not see that much talk about Gonzaga. So 
there were a lot of people who were riding the UConn bandwagon into this tournament. I was not really one of them. I did have them in the Elite Eight. Um, I did not have them in the Final Four. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just UConn. I mean, towards the end of the season, UConn has been playing the best ball in the country. I mean, no injuries whatsoever. So great to see UConn Knock get that wood. win. Yeah. That would. I'm going to go to open up me another Hutchtown Prairie Air. Prairie Ale. Yeah, there you go. Let's see if this cracks a little better. Any better? Mm. I think my mic is just too good, to be honest. And, you know, the the beer is too good to to cause a great crack. But anyways, Florida FAU, Josh. FAU and Kansas State. Marquise Newell, quite just quite not enough. Josh, I want to get your opinion on. I mean, of course, it was a great game. I mean, all the all of these games. I mean, and De'Aaron Fox even kind of commented on it in a post game uh, press conference in the NBA, where he's just like, ah, you know, I'm not really watching these these college basketball games. They're just the shot making is bad, the the execution is bad, the most of the coaching is really bad. Just uh, it's a bad product to watch if you're a basketball snob, kind of like most of the NBA players are. Uh, but FAU and Kansas State, I would not put that on that tier. But towards the end of that, it got pretty sloppy. And then at the end of the game, Josh, I want to get your opinion on that final foul that caused FAU to go up two instead of instead of that instead of that game. But it was, it was headed to overtime. Yeah, you know, I'm usually a let them play in the moment kind of person. Just choose not to blow the whistle. But it's one of those things where if it's a foul, it's a foul. But I would probably I would prefer to watch them or to see them let it play. Yeah, I I, I would I so I would rather see the let the chips fall how they may in overtime. Yeah, I mean it, you know, and it, it's it's not just college basketball; it's every sport that we ever watch. I mean, we talked about it at the Super Bowl. Yep. You know, I mean, do you let them play or do you call the foul when it's a foul? And I think what needs to happen is instead of those last second decisions, I think that there just needs to be more consistency throughout the entire game. If you're going to call it at the beginning of the game, call it at the end of the game. Good point. Now, I will say basketball is probably the hardest sport to officiate. Up there, that, that or football. With yeah, football, I mean, even with football, you have seven different referees all doing different jobs. Yeah, and basketball is everything moves so fast. You have to watch the ball, the hands, the feet, and the bot. I mean, it's a lot. 100%. Yeah, no no blame on the refs whatsoever, but it just it, – it's one of those calls where you're like, man, I would have really seen that not been called and rather see, be watching overtime right now. Anyway, that's not what happened. FAU uh, clinched their spot into the Final Four, so let's move on to Sunday. Miami versus Texas. Miami pulls off the upset. And Josh, here's a quick. I mean, I don't want to you know dig into these controversies or anything, but wh- how much do you think? You know, obviously Alabama has a huge controversy throughout the season. Texas had a huge controversy throughout the, se- throughout the season, and those are the two top teams in the nation. Those were the two teams that were slotted to really make a run towards the national championship. How much do you think the off the field, off the court drama played into them? I mean, you know, falling a little bit short. I don't think it played a part at all. Okay. I don't think it played a part, Keller. I think that both of those, both of these teams are still playing really good basketball. Brandon Miller continued. That's why his draft stock increased, yeah. has increased through this process because everyone's seen how he's handled the controversy that surrounded himself and how he's continued to highlight his play. I think he still played very good basketball. Alabama team played very well. 
Texas has continually just played well. I don't think this is a one season thing from Texas. Whenever I was the first day of the NCAA tournament, I was sitting in Elgin Park and we, you know, I was telling everyone that I had Texas playing Alabama in the championship. And everyone told me that I was crazy because Texas is a team that loves to blow games. They just always have been. They're that kind of organization that will get you to the playoffs and then they will just blow an absolute weird game that they should have won. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. Texas is here to stay, and that and that is even shown by you know their interim coach stepping in and leading them all the way to the Elite Eight, and you know a pretty tough game against Miami. Of course, I mean Miami scored fifty one goddamn points in the second half, and that's hard to do in a college basketball game. So uh, you know, props to Miami. They're they're going to be a tough a tough out in the Final Four. Then let's move on. Creighton, San Diego State. Creighton. I mean, they it's a. I'd say Creighton's the Cinderella team of the year. I mean, even they're a six seed, uh, throw that out the window. I mean, Josh, they went 24 and 13 over the year. It shouldn't have been a six seed. It, it, but what a fantastic coaching job. What a fantastic team. Uh, Schleierman, I think is how you say his name. He's a guard that really carried this team all throughout the season. Wasn't quite enough to get over San Diego State. And San Diego State and FAU, I mean, both those teams are just full of pure hoop hoopers. I mean, they can get a bucket anytime they want. They can defend one through five on the court. I, I just think they, they really, both of those teams, I think have the best chance to win the national championship just off of, uh, you know, a, a pure basketball standpoint. This game was no offense and a ton of defense. Oh yeah. I mean, defense, this is just a defensive slug fest. I mean, you're looking at a team with San Diego state only had two guys in double digits. Um, there was only one, two, three, four, six assists total from San Diego State in the entire game. One, and I mean, Creighton had six, seven, eight, nine. No team in double digit assists. They had three people in double digit scoring, but I mean, just a slug fest for defense. What you love to see in the tournament defense wins championships. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think San Diego State still has a chance here. Yeah, they really do. And let's 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 move right on to, the, to Saturday, this Saturday, April's first matchups, FAU versus San Diego State. The two teams that I were just talking about, Josh, two teams full of hoopers. I mean, one and two totally different identities. If we're going to be honest here, I mean, you know, you just talked about the defensive slugfest that San Diego State pulled out. Florida Atlantic's the opposite. So we're going to see two conflicting styles. San Diego State is a two point favorite here. And Josh, here's the thing: the over under set at one thirty one. So whose style is going to win out here? Because I'm liking that over. What was what was it? One thirty one. One thirty one. So that is sixty five and a half for each team. Yeah, I mean, yes, sir. Uh, I mean, it's kind of high. I mean, I say that San Diego State's went sixty three, seventy five, seventy one, fifty seven. Okay. I mean, it's a it's a good line. It's a good line. I mean, I'm probably taking the under on the line, and I bro. love. I know I don't want to do it, but I think it's going to hit the under, and I think San Diego State is going to pull their style of basketball and take a win here, Kyler. You got San Diego know, State I, advancing. I got San Diego State. I got San Diego State in the national championship with a five seed. I, I love the defensive minded basketball. I love the slug the slug fest mentality. You know, they've played against Alabama. They've played against, you know, Furman beat Virginia. I, I, I like it. Everyone had Charleston picked to beat them in an upset from the very beginning, and they've just proved everybody wrong. Give me a national championship for San Diego State. 
that goes down. Nice. We'll see it. And then following that game, it's on CBS. This is the final final wait, game. Wait, wait, who's your who's your pick there? Ooh, Josh, you're gonna put me on the spot. Uh, yeah, you get if I pick, you gotta make a pick. Come on, now. FAU, Florida Atlantic. I mean, Josh, they they've lost three games this season for a reason. I mean, they're they're an absolutely stacked stacked basketball team. I think that their offense is going to be too much for San Diego State's defense. I think the over hits pretty easily. I think they win by seven points. You know, I did say that seven points. My God. No, the de- the defense is going to be there to shut them down. Seven points, Kyler? They're hoopers. Um, they can put them I on the basket that, one through five. Yeah, San Diego State can play defense one through five. That's very true. Um. One thing I did say before the tournament started is that this this year, I mean, this is probably a month and a half ago, Kyler, um, whenever I said this, that this national championship would have more parity than we've seen in a long time because oh. there are so many teams, like one through ten in the standings, that were just really good basketball teams. And people were saying that before the tournament started. I mean, we had actual experts on ESPN on on these. Josh, how, how unwatchable is ESPN these days? It's getting there. It's not even getting there. It's unwatchable. I mean, I've been meaning to talk about this for weeks. It's unwatchable. You turn you turn on a, any show, and they're just talking about the most mundane topics over and over again. It's just, it's completely unwatchable. Anyways, UConn, Miami, Saturday night, CBS p- prime time spot, seven forty five tip. Connecticut, UConn is a five and a half point favorite. Over under 149 and a half, Josh. These two teams are going to be throwing up some shots. Now, this is a, this is a game where I would, I would peek at the under. I'd peek at it. I don't know if I'd take it, but I would definitely peek at it. Uh, Josh, who you got Who you got taking the win here? Well, I'm definitely taking the over. Yeah. I love this to be a high-scoring game. The, this is two teams that love to score the basketball. I could see them both scoring in the 80s pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, UConn has went 87, 70, 88, 82. So, and Miami has went 88, 89, 85, 63. So, Miami and UConn love to score the basketball. Kyle, this one's not very tough for me. You know, I'm glad that Miami came through and rolled through Texas, but I don't think it's going to happen to UConn. Uh, I'm on the UConn bandwagon now. I think they've got a legit chance to go and win this national championship and they're going to make it to the national championship for sure. They are going to beat Miami by five or more points. Uh, I think by the end of that second half, it's going to be playing for fouls to catch up. I also have UConn uh, covering – covering. Uh, we'll see if they what's cover the, that. What's we'll the see. line? Five and a half. Oh, I said I had them by five points. <laughs> yeah, Vegas fucked you. Yeah, that five <laughs> and a half is, is, is interesting. Yeah, they're going to be playing free throws at the end, so that's – that has bad beat written all over it, it for people who take the points or, or don't take the points. Yeah, either way, and that's gonna we'll and we'll definitely record an episode before that national championship. So I don't want to I don't want to uh, preview that national that the national championship game quite yet. All right, Josh, let's move on to the to the pros, huh? Uh, well, before we do that, Keller, I will just give a quick update here. So obviously, everyone knows that we did the BYB bracket challenge. Well, I participated in the BYB bracket challenge. <clears throat> I tried. Um, Keller did not put a group in there, so now someone's going to make us do something, kind of some kind of crazy segment. But I'm just going to give an update on the standings, and I think that it is already set in stone, Kyler. Um, I don't think that any team can be beat at this point. 
Uh, so unfortunately, I did not win. Looks like I tied for tenth place. Here's the uh, here's the bad part about bracket challenges. Also, if you make more than one bracket, you're it, it just never works out well. So, Keller, no. I've done I did two brackets this year. One for the Berkshire Bubble Challenge in my work league, and then I made a separate for my fantasy football draft order. My fantasy football draft order, I'm in first place, and <laughs> I'm either going to get first or second place. It just depends on if UConn wins or loses. And so, you know, bad beat for Josh there. But uh, in this, it is not going well. The winner of the BYB Bracket Challenge is going to be someone named Jack Bateman 11. And his username on ESPN is Yeehaw Nation. He had Texas winning the national championship. Uh, he still has UConn left, but obviously he had Texas over Miami. So, no one in the bracket challenge for B for BYB has um, a national champion pick left. Everyone's national championship has lost at this point. How many points uh, are there? How many points is the leader at? 660. Jesus. My best bracket's 400. That's where I'm at in the BYB bracket. Um, third place, though, I'm going to give a shout out to my wife. Uh, mm. She got third place. She's sitting with 490. Second place in our league is my buddy Neil. Shout out Tyler Neil at 540. Uh, Schroeder, the guy who I answered the phone call from, is at 480. Um, Jack Bateman with at 660. So, who did uh, you say was in first? His name is Jack Bateman. Okay. Yeehaw Nation. He's at 660, Kyler. Jesus. I mean, that's a uh, best bracket I have. Uh, that one that I'm in first place, I have 630. So, I would still not have won. Uh, our bracket league, Jack Bateman. Oh. Shout out to you, man. Good job. Yeah, can't wait to have we'll you on the be, pod. Uh, get get with you, get you some merch, and get you on the pod for a fifteen minute segment. Love it, love it. All right, Josh. Let's move on to the pros. I mean, we've got an absolute race going on for the final seat for the final play in seed in the Western Conference, and everyone is jockeying for position, of course, trying to see who they're going to face in the first round of the playoffs. And Josh, at this moment. We're a half game inside of the play-in, one game ahead of the Dallas Mavericks, who do play tonight. They play the Indiana Pacers at Indiana tonight on NBA TV, so you can check that out. And we're needing a loss. And here's the thing, Josh, and here's some news that just came out earlier. Luka Doncic had received his 16th technical, which would have put him out of tonight's game. That has been rescinded. So he is now going to be playing in tonight's game. Surprise, surprise. Not like it's rigged or anything. Uh, so Luca is playing tonight along with Kyrie Irving. But here's the bright side, Josh. Since Kyrie Irving and, and Luca Doncic have been playing together, they've been a really bad basketball team. Yeah, Luca said that playing basketball used to be fun. He doesn't feel like himself out there. He said, I used to he's, smile on the court. He's not smiling anymore. He said, I'm not having fun, and it's not just the basketball. So that, that's not a good quote you want to hear from someone you're going to end up paying probably close to a billion dollars in his career. Yeah, you would like to keep Luka long-term. They got to get rid of Kyrie, apparently. All right, and then we see the Thunder. I mean, obviously the Thunder. Uh, but, I mean, uh, go I'll ahead. say we, we would obviously love to see a loss from Dallas tonight. But the Thunder don't need a loss from Dallas. I mean, it helps in the long scheme of things to be like, give us a game, give us a, some some room to maneuver. 
But even a loss from the Mavericks tonight will not put the Thunder – even a win from the Mavericks will not put them ahead of the Thunder. Well, yeah, it won't put them ahead, but we we definitely would like a, lo- a, th- a Mavericks loss tonight. We uh, need to see the Pelicans, the Lakers, and the Timberwolves lose some games. Yeah, that is true. Um, and so I mean, obviously, we they put us on a, on a fucking tough road stretch. I mean, we we had a, a five road a, a five game long road stretch with two three games back to back in L.A. Clippers, Clippers. Lakers and then Portland. So I mean, and that was just that's a gauntlet. We won. We went two and two there. Obviously, lost to the Lakers by five and a heartbreaker. Uh, and it's gonna be Josh. It's gonna come down, I think, to the very last game. And that brings me to my point on April April ninth. I mean, what are we not doing in Oklahoma City watching them against the Grizzlies? What could be? Uh, what could be, be more a important? Great matchup. I I love that. I love that idea, Kyler. All right, we're there. We're there. Um, I will say the next couple of games for the Thunder look very promising. We get the Hornets, the Pistons, and the Pacers, 14, 15, 11, respectively. Uh, a chance to go on a 3-0 and run here would be big time for this team. And the Lakers. So let's talk about the Lakers now. I mean, they just, they just lost to the Bulls in their last matchup and uh, Patrick Beverly revenge game. And then Josh... On Wednesday, they played the Chicago Bulls again, and Patrick Beverly has personally made it his vendetta, his mission to end the Lakers' season, to knock them out of the playoffs, beat them twice in a row, make sure they do not get a playoff spot. Shout out Patrick Beverly. Did you see Pat Bev doing the uh, too small thing to LeBron James? Uh, I mean, on a fadeaway shot? <laughs> too small. Too Bro, small. <laughs> To do it on a fadeaway is the mo- is the funniest thing in the world. Um, so, Kyler, pull up pull up the Lakers schedule. Yeah, I'm on. I'm looking at it right now. All right, let let's go through the the rest of their games. Let's see if it's a win or a loss. Chicago loss. Minnesota. Ooh. I mean, Josh, it's dependent on Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's why they that's why they beat us uh, on 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 Friday. Anthony Davis had thirty seven and fifteen. We had no one that could stop Anthony Davis. I mean, we had fucking Jalen Williams out there trying his hardest. Just yeah. we do not want to play the Lakers in the playing tournament. And the thing is, we're going to. Uh, that's going to be a problem. I mean, Chicago, Minnesota. That's a tough matchup. Houston should get a win. Utah should get a win. Clippers, Phoenix, Utah. Those are all. I mean, not Utah, but Phoenix and L.A. Two tough teams. I mean. I don't so so realistically there's two maybe three losses in their yeah. last six. It seems like the Lakers are gonna make the play in. So the Thunder win against the Hornets, win against the Pistons, win against the Pacers, lost to the Suns, lost to the Warriors, win against the Jazz, lost against the Grizzlies. I've got them going four and three in the last seven. Yeah, and then you also have to kind of worry about what what the Suns are going to be doing, how much they're going to be resting, things like that. Golden State, how much they're going to be resting because they've already got playoff seating solidified, um, or not seating, but you know their playoff spot solidified at least. Uh, it's kind of be... a lot of these teams like the Jazz. For them, a lot of these teams that Thunder playing is deciding what these teams want to do. Yep. You know, are the Pacers and the Pistons are they done for the year? Are they going to sit? You know, I, I I'm. Very curious to see. I think the Thunder have a legit chance to at least make the playing tournament. 
I, I, honestly, Josh, here's the thing. We, we've been talking about the Lakers. It's between the Thunder and the Mavs. So, the, I mean, the Mavs, they've got they've got a pretty tough schedule at Indiana, which is always with Rick Carlisle at Indiana, at Philly, at Miami, at Atlanta, Sacramento. Then you mm. then you end the season with Chicago and San Antonio. I think the with especially with the turmoil going on in in, in Dallas right now with you know I don't know what's going on. Is it I, Josh? And that's the that's the instinct, and I hate that it's the instinct to blame Kyrie Irving. Well, I mean, it's I mean definitely him. Maybe not him like as a whole, but him fitting into that team. Yeah, I mean him in the locker room. Him him as a him as a role, him as a player trying to find his role. And of course, you know, he just got there. So it's not that, but Josh, I mean, since he's got there, they have not been good. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be, it's going to come down right to the wire. I can't wait to see how it plays out. I've got the utmost confidence in this, but Josh, here's the thing. If we get in, cause it goes, the seven seed plays the 10 seed, right? Yes. In that one game play in, we beat the fuck out of the Timberwolves. Wait, is the seven also in the playing tournament? I thought it was eight, yes. nine, and ten. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow. So you're not just playing for one spot; you're playing for two. Or does the nine play the ten? Because that would make I think more the, sense. I think it's a three-team thing. I think nine and ten play, and the winner plays the eight. Well, the line is the line is always after the six. In the standings. So it well, says seven, eight, nine, ten. Play in format. Yeah, yeah NBA. team seated seven through ten in each conference will complete will compete in a play in tournament at the end of the regular season. Oh, the seventh and eighth team play. Nine and ten play. Oh, that's not good at all. We play the Lakers. The, the team, the seven and eight play against each other, and the winner gets that seven seed. Okay. Nine so, and ten play, and then they play the winner of the eight. So we need that. Okay, yeah, that's it. That's you're exactly right. We need the Lakers to win because wow. we need to we need to play the Pelicans or the Timberwolves first round. Keller, here's the other thing about this. No matter what happens with the Thunder, this has been the most exciting it's been to be a Thunder fan in years because we actually have something to play for right now. Like every game means something, and we're not where we're supposed to be in our rebuild. We're light years ahead of. It. So we're actually loving to watch each game. We're in, we're into each game. It means something to the team. Tyler, this is basketball. This is the NBA. This is what it's like to be a Thunder fan. And we don't even have Chet Holmgren on the court. Josh, and that's the thing. I you, you mentioned to it a couple weeks. You mentioned a couple a week a couple of weeks ago how exciting it is to be talking about games that matter. For the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that's what we're doing right now. Out of I mean, we're completely genuine with this. And Josh, there's nothing that there's nothing that's felt better on this podcast in 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 a year, I'd say. I mean, just absolutely fantastic. I love it. And because on the other side of that coin, even if the Thunder don't win, say we went on a terrible skid to finish the year and didn't make the playoffs, that gives us better lottery position to be able to get a higher draft pick to be able to move forward with this team for next year. So it's it's a win-win regardless, but we're actually competing for playoffs spots before we thought we would. And and you mentioned this you mentioned this to me the other day. We're still going to be in contention for a lottery ball. That's right. No matter I mean we still will be there. 
there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. All right, Josh. Anything else? Oh, things before? are things are a little bit uh, different on that eastern side. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the east. I mean, I mean, Hawks, Raptors, Bulls right now are what's sitting around the playing tournament. Pacers are all the way back at 33. They're three and a half games out. It'd be tough for any of these other teams to fall. So I think that's what you'll see is the Heat, the Hawks, the Raptors, and the Bulls will end up in the playing tournament. Yeah, when we get to the second or third round, we'll t- we'll start talking about the Eastern Conference. <laughs> yeah, we uh, off of pretenders and contenders. There's only three. There's only two teams that you and I believe can even win the championship this year. Yeah, yeah, that's the right. Bucks, who have the best record in the league. All right, Josh, let's get to it. The totem pole. Let's, let's do else. the totem pole. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, oh, well, yeah, let's let's do this, Kyler. There's been tons of controversy. Everything's getting shifted around. Jokic and the Nuggets went on a five-game skid, and they're kind of playing a rock, even though they're still three games ahead of the next best team in the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's do it, Kyler. Make a case for your MVP. Man, I don't even care anymore, to be honest. I mean, I think that it's it's going to be Jokic. But, Josh, I mean, I think you would agree with me. I mean, and uh, I saw this tweet on Twitter as well. I mean, the finals MVP is the only thing that matters. The season MVPs, the all-NBA teams, the – all Josh, I mean – Jalen Brown is going to be eligible for a $300 million contract extension at the end of this year if NBA writers determine him to be an all-NBA player. That's fucking ridiculous. Not not the money, but it's up to these fucking nerds like me and you to decide whether he deserves that money or not. I'm I'm so I'm, I'm sick and tired of of regular season awards, things like that. That being said, Joel Embiid is the MVP. Well, you did nothing to make a case for Joel Embiid as MVP, like I asked. Um, I know because I know because I know Jokic is going to win it. Well, okay. Well, my case is for Jokic. Jokic should win the MVP. He is doing everything that you want a superstar to do. He does not have the you know the true legit superstars around him like you see with other MVP candidates. Uh, he's doing it night in and night out. He looks great. He's playing amazing. He's getting dunked on by his own teammates and not caring. You see Michael Porter Jr. put him on a poster. Um, Jokic is playing great basketball. He knows how to pass, knows how to rebound. He knows how to score. He's not looking to drop 50 a night because he doesn't need to. He lets the game come to him. He plays it the perfect way, makes the passes when they need to. If he's doubled, he finds the open man. If he's open, he makes the shot. What more could you ask for from an MVP caliber player? I agree with you completely. Um, and going back to some earlier bets, Josh. I mean, just to just to bring it up, the Memphis Grizzlies won six in a row. And they're nine and one in their last ten. Uh, Thirty-two and five at home. It's the best record in the, in the NBA. John Moran is back. I don't think he has a gun on him. I, I'm not giving up on my bet yet. Uh, Kyler, I think. Uh... Well, it's already placed, Josh. So I can't, I can't give up on it. Here, uh, here's, here's what I'll say about that. When Stephen Jackson is the only one coming out and defending you, 
it's not looking great for the for the season, my man. And Paul Pierce is like, I carried a gun on me. That's not that's not the place you want to be. <laughs> yeah. Steven Steven Jackson said, I didn't just carry that gun. I shot at somebody. <laughs> my man, what do what are we doing? You know, this was taxi cab confessions. Okay. Totem pole. Totem pole. <laughs> Yeah, shut up the totem pole. Uh, okay, for those of know, for those of you who do not know, our totem pole is a ranking of different subjects. We've done cereals, we've done snacks, we've done a whole bunch of stuff. Adam Sandler movies way back in the day, Will Ferrell movies. We've done some crazy ones. Um, so here we are with another episode or another segment of totem pole. So we're going to go totem pole of TV channels, and with that, we are going to allow one uh, streaming service, streaming platform. Mm-hmm. To be included uh in this as well right. so we're going to start at the bottom we do bottom two top three so we start at the bottom and then we meet in the middle so i will start uh with my least favorite tv channels uh Kyler, i'm gonna go with lifetime oh what a pick Kyler, i don't like watching lifetime it's the same plot every time you know exactly what you're gonna get if it was a basketball game it would be the 16 versus the one. The 16 would go down by 20 and then make it a miraculous comeback to win uh to win the to win the game. That would be it every time. Okay. Um, here's mine. The that's that's a fantastic pick. I applaud you for that. Um, and this is going to upset all of our uh older demographic listeners, the weather channel. Josh, I couldn't give two fucks what the weather is outside ever in my life I, I don't care if there's a tornado coming i don't care if, i don't i don't care at all i don't care if there's rain coming i don't care if there's rain in the forecast the weather channel is completely useless to me and it always will be uh why i don't care about the weather <laughs> well, i mean i guess we have phones now yeah I've got. I've, if I need to, if I need to know the weather, I have an app for that. I don't need to turn yeah. on the weather channel. I don't need to see some lady standing outside in gale force winds trying to report something. I, yeah, no need for the weather channel. See, I actually, I think the weather channel gets underutilized because it's still because it should they do they do a good job of reaching out to those other networks, and I think okay. that's good for them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Keller, I'm gonna go uh, hilarious here. Um, and this is not going to surprise anyone that knows me. And this is just going to be funny. Uh, give me CNN. You know, tired of the mainstream media, uh, you know, slanted to one side or the other. Give me the news station CNN. Nobody wants to turn that on all day. Okay. And I'm going to go completely opposite with that. Fox News. So Fox yeah. News has shows the the the. Uh, the con- con- contrast of this podcast. I mean, Fox News. If I'm going to get any any news whatsoever, I'm never going to turn into into Tucker Carlson or whoever any of those blonde babes who are beautiful, by the way, are on uh, Fox News. I will never do that. Um, and and that's just have. and Kaylee McEnany is one of those blonde babes you're talking about. She was great as a press person. Yep, wouldn't know, wouldn't care. So let's go to the. Uh, we got two on, two on the bottom, huh? Yeah, two on the bottom. Uh, do you want to give like your bottom streaming service? Bottom streaming service? I I'll mean, do mine first. Uh, go ahead. And this is because I've never used it, um, but it just looked too complicated. Give me Sling. Sling. That's a great pick. I mean, Sling, it, it's, it costs a little too much uh, for what they have to offer. 
So yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. My the bottom of mine would be Hulu. I mean, I know Hulu has got a a ton of great stuff. It's what? got Josh. It's got How I Met Your Mother. It's got it's. I mean, I'm a huge fan. Everything. I I use Hulu daily. The commercials kill me, man. The commercials absolutely no kill me. I can't no stand way. a commercial. Gives you time to check your phone. Nope. I don't want to check my phone. I want to watch the fucking show I'm trying to watch. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's worthless. All right. I will. I'll go to mine. I can't believe we're even having this conversation. Um, uh, For my first pick at the top of my totem pole for the best TV channel, there's a lot of really good ones, Kyler, but go ahead and give me. I mean, you're. It's obvious. I'm going to take CBS. That's got to be one of the worst picks. One of the worst. Josh, that's got to be up there with like uh, Greg Oden over Kevin Durant. Kyler, everything I watch somehow is on CBS. NCIS. Bull, the CBS Sports. I mean, CBS is all encompassing, and it has so much stuff that it offers. I'm I'm very happy with that pick. Okay, the number, the obvious number one pick, Kevin Durant, ESPN. You just told me you hated ESPN. It's unwatchable. Unwatchable were, were the words that you used five minutes, ten minutes ago on this very podcast. Well, that was that's the that's the first takes. That's the that's the that's those shows. Oh. You talk about sports. You said ESPN is unwatchable. You talk about sports. You talk about channels you're trying to turn on. Josh, ESPN is always my go-to. When I turn on YouTube TV, it's the, that's the first channel I click to is ESPN. It's an, yeah, it's it. That was an obvious first choice. Go ahead. Uh, wow, I can't, I can't believe that. Um, so are we doing our our streaming services at the end, or can I go ahead and plug uh, it in if I wanted to? Any anytime you want to. Okay, well, I'm good right here to go with my number two, and you just mentioned it. Go ahead and give me YouTube TV as a streaming service because I get my NFL games and I get all the normal channels that everyone else gets. Give me YouTube TV at number two. Yep, and and it's it's a little pricey, but you get but you pay for everything, and it's worth it. And I will include Red Zone into yours because you get the Red Zone package. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a that's a wonderful pick right there. And I'll go ahead and uh, introduce my streaming service, Disney Plus. I mean, Disney Plus has absolutely all the classic movies that you grew up watching as a kid. They've got Disney originals coming in all the time. It's, I mean, of course, I've got I've got Kennedy in there. She's, um, I couldn't be a bigger fan of Bluey. It's, Disney Plus has absolutely perfected it. Uh, Disney Plus has some good stuff on there. Phineas and Ferb is an all-time classic that I'll Any turn on them. every now and then. Zach and Cody, uh, Hannah Montana. I mean, just the High School Musical. I could go on and on and on about how many of these time, how many of these shows I watch over and over and over again. Yeah, I'd say they're good. All right, last one. Good. Um, uh, there's so many that I could go to here, Kyler. I will go ahead and take. Give me. Fox Sports One, FS One. That's not a bad choice. What's the, what's yeah, the... I mean, I, I get to watch a lot of my games there. Uh, you know, I'm tuning in there quite a bit. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with something that will appeal to some of our older listeners. I mean, obviously, right now it's not in its heyday, but Josh, that's MTV. 
I mean, right now it's ridiculousness. I mean, I should have said ridiculousness. But back in the day, Josh, if you gave me MTV five years ago, it had it had everything. You had Robin Big. You had I mean, it was all Rob Deerdeck to be honest. But we had the real world. We had uh, road trip rules, Josh. We had everything coming on MTV. These classic, classic shows that all lasted no more than two seasons that were fantastic. Something with a jinx. I don't know what that was called. But all of those shows were absolutely great. Unwatchable. I mean, I'm not not sorry. uh, Unmissable. You couldn't miss the premiere of those episodes. What's your your beef with MTV? Tyler, MTV would be great if we were talking 10, 20 years ago. Josh, it's not my Kyle, fault. Ridiculous, ridiculous. That's popular. You need ten years to say, "Man, I love MTV." MTV has not been a thing in a decade. I mean, you could say the same thing about something like Comedy Central. I mean, those those shows used to, those channels used to be just be so That's iconic. Why not on my list. That's why not on my list. That's it's old now. I mean, no one watches that stuff. You got to move to the Hulu, the Netflix, YouTube TV. You got to move to some other stuff, broaden your horizon a little bit. MTV is not it anymore. You're sounding like a bit of a boomer. You know, you're, you're giving off old man vibes at the uh, moment. Uh, uh, now I'm appealing to, my, to our Gen Z listeners here. I, I'm feeling uh, nostalgic. I want to go watch some Robin Big. I want to go watch. I, I, you, I want to watch the Fantasy Factory. I want Josh. It's that's where that's where I'm trying to pander to right now. All right, give me a a, a um, honorable mention here. And I'm going to take National Geographic. Okay. Yeah. Or I'm going to switch to the History Channel. I almost picked the History Channel. I it's so good. They have so the many, channel. so many good like segments now, or like even shows that are on Netflix and Hulu that are sponsored and like directed by, produced by History Channel. Fantastic. And right. then Cartoon Network, just for Family Guy, at the end is another Car- fantastic. Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon. I mean, honorable mention. Food Network. Classic. Can't can't Collar- like that one off. What a fantastic show. My totem pole is way better than yours. I love breaking all the sports down. Good talking to you. We'll let the people decide. See you, buddy.